I'm Matt Brownell. And I'm Van Owens. And I'm Tim Adams. Welcome to Climbing the Mountain, where we dive into the scriptures and discuss themes, connections, and real-life application. We're kicking off a series here where we're going to examine the Sermon on the Mount and discuss implications for this teaching for Christians today. Welcome back. We are now in episode five of Anxiety. And just another disclaimer, this is for the most of the time kind of anxiety that you experience in life. This is not necessarily geared towards someone with crippling anxiety. If you have debilitating crippling anxiety, please go seek help. Uh, Talk to a therapist. Uh, If you need to get on medication, that's great. And then come back to this. Come back to these words. This is for everyone because Jesus has the words of life and we are looking at them now to to remind ourselves and I will remind what we've we've covered so far. We have a wonderful God who is our master, who is the creator of all things that we are when we pursue we are filled up with with uh, a kind of fullness that the world does not provide, a peace that the world does not provide. And God takes care of our needs. And he, he's, uh, we've looked at how Jesus has structured this argument that God is concerned with the little details of birds, providing them food, flowers of the field, adorning them, and that he cares about the details of our lives. We're more important than birds and flowers. And we can trust him. We can have faith in him because he is all powerful, regardless of what we're going through. So let's re- let's read the scripture again. Jim, do you want to take it away? Sure. Uh, Matthew chapter six, verse twenty-five. Therefore, do not. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these." If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself." Each day has enough trouble of its own. Thank you. Okay, so we're focused now on verse 33. We've been going through, Jesus is giving us a list of arguments to help us frame our anxieties. Instead of looking directly at our anxieties, he's saying, uh, consider these arguments. And now we get to one which is a really interesting, uh, seems not like the first instinct we might have. Uh, he says, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. How does that help us not be anxious? This statement is just so contrary to what our natural instincts tell us, right? Mm -hmm. If we have a problem here, Jesus doesn't say focus on the problem, but rather he says, 
focus somewhere totally different. God's kingdom and his righteousness. Why? How does that help? It's helpful for me to, um, when it says God's kingdom here, to think of it more in terms like focus on God's kingship, focus on the fact that God is king, um, that, uh, you know, I talked in the last episode about how sort of the different the different areas of life can become like um, almost like idols for us, almost like different deities that we can chase after yeah. and that there's no. Uh, there's no organizing principle to tell you which to focus on when. And I think when I think of God as my king, if God is my king, then he'll provide me sort of the way to order all of this stuff. Mm. He'll provide me the way to say, yes, how, how, when do I devote myself to my family? How and when do I devote myself to my career? How and when do I devote myself to my health? How and when do I devote myself to the management of my finances? Under his kingship, he provides that kind of a governing principle if I'm seeking him first. If he's the highest priority, then he's going to order all the other stuff. That is so good, man. If it comes out of order... You know, Matt and I were talking a little bit about our OCD and how we have to make sure <laughs> things are rearranged. If something is out of order, to me, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. That's why I'm not a Star Wars fan, because <laughs> the first movies were Zing. in the middle and the Ouch. last movies were in the beginning. Oh, no. And it doesn't make sense to me. Can't handle it. I'm going to ignore that. But okay. Guys, uh, no, no arguing about Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not important. But I love what you're saying here. I think this helps us frame what he means by seeking first the kingdom. You know, that that Jesus is king and we need to submit to his will and we can trust that he is good and he will help us. He sees everything, right? Right. Yeah, that's so good. I, I think... Seeking first his kingdom, it, it, it does a couple things in addition to what Van said, which is probably better than what I'm about to say. Um, one, it gives me something more important and bigger than just my problems. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, Absolutely. It, it's a like when my problems feel really big when they're the only thing I have, but when I have something else that is occupying my mental effort and energy, it it seems a lot, they seem a little bit less and I have other priorities than just simply, mm. here's the problem, here's the thing causing me anxiety. Um, and, and I think some. I, I think the other thing is somewhat seemingly paradoxically, seeking first God's kingdom and seeking Jesus's righteousness actually helps give me the tools to deal with some of my anxiety, but it gives me the tools to deal with it in a, in a healthy and beneficial way, mm-hmm. not in a... Uh, haphazard or uh, incorrect or damaging way. I I think, for example, when um, at a certain point, at a point a few years ago, my wife and I were not doing well after the birth of my daughter. I I had a hard time after my daughter was born. She was colicky, so she would scream for hours on end. Mm. Um, Basically, every time I held her, she would just scream bloody murder until she was about four months old. And kind of 
that sort of anxiety and the the tension that created carried on. And I think my wife and I were doing a lot um, church-wise, we were doing a lot work-wise, but being able to seek first God's kingdom, it grounded us in, okay, what's actually important in our lives? Mm. Like, it, it made it, and then it forced us be, to make some decisions about some things we were going to change up in our lives because those things were important. Um, and because we think our home is a priority and, and our relationship is a huge priority, I said, okay, I we're not doing well. I'm not doing well. I need to go get some real help. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and, and because this is important to me and because I know this is critical and essential, I'm going to go get help. Not because I just want help to be better, but because I want to... I want to repair this relationship that's clearly not doing well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thank you for sharing that. I, I love that you did go get help. I think that's hard for some people in the middle of something to to reach out and that's really important. I I I also I really appreciate what you were saying about how um giving a, you know focusing on the king gives us something bigger than our problems. I love that. I, I think you're right. When you when you stop caring so much about earthly treasures, they lose their hold over us. Yeah. And I I think it changes our perspective on what's really important. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I, I and I do want to say you you do get the tools to address it because mm-hmm. I know I've talked in some of the other podcasts about you know God doesn't want us to not address our anxieties, mm-hmm. but He doesn't want our anxieties to consume us. Yeah. And I think if we seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, we can more easily find that balance. Mm-hmm. It is hard, though, to trust, right? I mean, because this oh, yeah. is so paradoxical. It's like, oh, you, uh, wait a minute, what? You? I think this is a really hard thing because everything mm-hmm. inside of us says, no, no, no I got to go run out and take care of this. Right. And he's saying, no, 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 do the more important thing first. Yeah. Right. Life is more than food and the body's more than clothes, mm-hmm. right? That That's like... We need to if we if we focus our energy on just that worry right in front of us, we're going to miss the bigger and the more important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I was also thinking, Tim, of something you said in one of the other podcasts. You referenced Psalm thirty-seven, mm-hmm. and I remember when I was a young Christian, someone used that scripture when they were praying, but they used it in a weird way. They used it like praying for things that earthly treasures basically mm-hmm. and and what it really says is delight yourself in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart well if you're if you're delighting in the lord your desire is god <laughs> so uh, i think this reframing uh i think is is really important um let's let's move on now to the last argument which involves time it's a very practical piece of teaching do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. This statement begins with another therefore, though. So what is it there for? How does this verse relate to the previous? And do you have some examples of how you put it into practice? Because this can be pretty tough to do. There's so much I could say about this. Um, 
I think this this verse relates to the previous and that it's almost like Jesus is wrap, wrapping up this sub, sub argument within the argument and he's saying because I've because you see all these things don't worry about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Don't you, tomorrow will be taken care of. Worry about today. And I I think the thing that's so hard about that is we live in a society that is designed for you to worry about tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I, it, it like when we're worried when you're worrying and when I'm worrying about tomorrow, that's how the system is set up to work. Mm-hmm. Like that's a yeah. feature, not a bug. <laughs> um, because you know we have you were told to worry about retirement. We spend more money than I would like on insurance. Yeah, in case something happens. The what if? To the what if scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, we we live in a world in a society that is set up completely to do that. And it's hard to just say, you know what, I'm going to figure out tomorrow, tomorrow, and I'm going to be here today. And I also think one of the things that, uh, that Jesus has shown us that God takes care of the today for all of these. Mm-hmm. Like the birds have enough food today. Mm-hmm. They don't store anything up. They just have enough food today. And then tomorrow they'll get up and they'll have enough food again. Um, and I think this is so hard because it doesn't always feel like we have enough. And it it feels nice to know that you have enough for a few days. But I don't think that was a lot of people's reality who were listening to this. It, I don't think they had necessarily enough for the next week. They might have had enough for today and maybe a little for tomorrow morning, but then they had to figure something out. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm. Jesus is telling them, look, tomorrow will come and you'll be okay and I will work with you through it. Um, And I think when I, at least on a personal note, when I start worrying about tomorrow, I tend to miss what the good that's happening today. Ooh, that's a good point. Uh, You know, I have a three-year-old and a five-year-old and like, if I'm worried about tomorrow, I miss the cool things my kids do. I miss the fun things they learn. Like my son Learn, he's like learning new things every day. He's three, and mm. I would totally miss all of him. I'll, I'd, I would miss his childhood mm. if I was just worrying about where he was going to go to college and where he was going to get a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like college. setting him up to not even be in your house anymore. <laughs> right. so I'm not far, even close. so far ahead. <laughs> it's like, but yeah, it's funny too what you're saying about this society. Our society is so different in some ways from this, and you know we're. We've got so many safety nets here, but we uh, we are still one of the, I think, we're worried. Like, this is baked into your right. It's like part of, it's a feature, <laughs> not a bug. It's like we're, and, and you can see in news cycles, it's all fear-based. And you just, you know, that's, that draws you in. Ah! Yeah. And, uh, wow. Yeah, I think that Jesus is saying, and it's, it's almost a cliche, but it's so true and so needful. He's saying you need to live in the moment. Mm. You need to you need to live in the moment. And you know, I was um, I was cutting my grass yesterday. It was overdue for cutting because I should have cut it last week and I was out of town. And my lawn is. Uh, so big now that I can't really cut it all in one. And so I have to do it in sections. 
And actually cutting grass is one of my favorite things to do. I love doing it. It's it's fun for me. Uh, but I have physical limitation and it's a battery lawnmower. So I have to change the batteries out. It takes about an hour for a battery to charge. And so I, as I was cutting the grass yesterday, I started to get nervous about the fact that I need to finish it today because I think it's going to rain tomorrow. And if it rains tomorrow, I'm not going to be able to cut the grass. And as I get older, this is going to get harder. And I need to go and buy a riding mower. And I can't really afford it. And how am I going to have this conversation with Shimitra? Because she's not going to want to buy it. And But I really need it. And as I'm cutting the grass, that's fun for me. And I'm getting all stressed uh. out about how... How am I going to navigate the argument that I'm going to have with my wife when I tell her that I need to go right now to Home Depot <laughs> and buy a riding mower? And I thought, and fortunately, through counseling, both professional and, you know, personal counseling with friends, I, I was able to, the battery died <laughs> and the lawnmower stopped working. And I thought, oh, good, the other battery will be charged by now. And I love doing this. This is fun. This is a good thing for me. This is supposed to be stress relieving for me. Mm. Why am I letting, why am I letting, why am I letting, because I'm not living in the moment. Mm. I'm not living in the moment that it's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. I, God has blessed me with this great lawn that I have to cut now. I love cutting the grass. I love the sensation of it. I love the exercise from it. I love the smell of cut grass. Mm -hmm. This is my blissful place. If I live in the moment and don't let that other stuff, yeah, some of that stuff is real. Eventually, I probably am gonna need a riding mower, but I don't need it today. I don't need it right now. And this argument that I'm all stressed out about with my wife mm. hasn't happened and actually doesn't really need to happen because I don't need I need to I don't need to talk to her about that today. Anxiety was robbing you of joy. It was. Yeah, that's what it does. Yeah, I can I can add on to that. Um there's a with a quote and then a personal example, um, there's a quote from C.S. Lewis that talks about like we try to become at peace with, you know, our situation, but that often means by trying to become at peace with all the possible bad things that could happen to us, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but like most of them aren't happening and will never happen. <laughs> and if we just were trying to be at peace with today <laughs> and whatever's yeah. happening in the moment, mm -hmm. um, which is what Jesus is saying we can do, it's like, I think it's actually more of an, Instead of a command, it's really like a opportunity, right? Like you can you can let go of the other stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I've been thinking about this as we've been prepping. Um, and then yesterday, I had a scare um, without going into too much detail, where I had to go to the ER, um, and it wasn't ended up not being a big deal. But right before I did that, um, you know, I had made a whole plan for the next couple of days the next uh i looked out a few weeks and then this happened and my instantly my plan 
got messed up. And on top of that, I was scared about my physical health and all this stuff. And, you know, I didn't, I wasn't actually, I ended up not being in too much, I wasn't in danger. It was just a scare. Um, but it, it was so hard to be able to be in the moment and be like, okay, I'm in a place where if something went bad, I, there's the tools to support me. I'm working on getting the solution. The most important thing is, you know, I'm doing right now. The other things can wait. I was imagining all the future, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is going to happen. I'm going to have to have this conversation with my boss and I'm missing out on this and, you know, going to have to take unpaid time and yeah, it was like, and, and that was the stuff that was stressful. Not actually the fact that I was sitting in the ER, like this, it was, this, it was tomorrow that was stressful. Um, and it was really hard. And I was like, I was like, man, I'm going to have to go tomorrow and talk about not worrying. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was just like, this is crazy. <laughs> and so, but I, I think, yeah, I mean, I, so I'm still on the journey. Um, but I, I was like, I was trying, I was like trying and, and knew like, like, oh, I can, I can embrace this promise I, mm-hmm. that, that this is all I needed to be thinking about. Uh, I don't think I did a great job of that yesterday until, you know, the, the thing passed. And then I was like, okay, but you know, I want to get to the point where we're in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. In the middle of the anxiety, in the middle of the worry, when things aren't quote unquote fixed, um, I can say, okay, I'm just gonna be here. And trust that God's going to take care of me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll share. So I'll share a story. Um, when I was out of work a year ago, I got mm-hmm. blindsided by losing my job, and you know, it was I was obviously scared because we, you know, we had just done some major work on our house, and you know, the money wasn't the savings account didn't look quite as high as I would have liked it to. Um, and then I lose my job, and I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know where we're going to be getting money in about a month. And, and I was really, I was scared. And I, I remember reading this and going, okay, God says, don't worry. I'm not sure I know how to do that right now. I'm mm-hmm. not sure I know what not worrying looks like in this situation. But I also remember I went, well, okay, I know I'm not supposed to worry. Let me think about the things that I can do that can, that I know are within my control and then I can help. And so I kind of talked to my wife and she said, okay, make sure you're exercising every day. Mm-hmm. You know, m- you know, make sure you're having, even if it's a small meal, cause there were, you know, days where I just wasn't hungry. Mm-hmm. My, I, I was like, wow. I don't want to eat mm-hmm. both because of like, gee, I don't want to pay for food. And also, uh, I just didn't want to eat because I wasn't didn't feel like I was hungry or I didn't have time to prep. And I was very stressed. And she said, make sure you're eating, make sure you're doing the best you can to sleep. Um, Mm. I was having a hard time sleeping, but she said like, do the things that you know you need to do to stay where you're at and then just work at finding a job. And then she's like, I know you're going to work hard at it. I know you're going to get it. And, and I still, you know, had massive anxiety at 3 a.m. every day. Uh, that <laughs> didn't, unfortunately, didn't go away just because it, you know, wasn't. But I, 
and I still talked to, I was talking to my therapist every week, you know, every other week and, you know, kind of working through what that looked like. Um, and I, I don't want to say I did a great job because I don't think I, I, it didn't, it didn't feel like I did a great job not worrying because I was pretty anxious about what was going to happen. Um, especially when I have to put on the non-anxious face for a Zoom or phone interview. Yeah, um, yeah. You have to, you know, it was like I had exude sometimes... confidence. Yeah, I had to exude <laughs> confidence when I just got let go for reasons I was never told. Um, and I had to sort of fake that for, you know, phone calls up to five times in a day, and it was just exhausting. Yeah. But I think the experience of going through that and then landing something and being saying, okay, God did actually put me in a place where, um, it's, it is going to be okay. Um, was, was really, it, it's really big and it kind of goes, okay, yeah, there's, you know, and it, and then we also went through the process of like, okay, what if we have to sell this? What if we have to sell that? What if we lose, what if we lose, let's put everything on the table? Like what happens then? And we actually had to think through that and we had to decide to be okay with that. And yeah. so that's, that's tough. That, that's a great example though. Mm -hmm. uh, I think when I look at this verse, I think, uh, it, what is he saying here? Is he saying that uh, each day has enough trouble of its own? Does that mean uh, God has apportioned the amount of stress that we're going to deal with in each day and he's not going to give us more than we can handle with him? Uh, maybe. I think that 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 might be what he's saying here that he's not going to give us more than he can handle but so don't make tomorrow part of today don't bring right. that into today you you already got enough trouble yeah. the other thing I was thinking about with this was lamentations three right there's that uh it, it's beautiful God's mercies are new every morning right mm -hmm. there's that song um the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Mm -hmm. His mercies never come to an end. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I will trust in him. And I, I think that's a that's something I, I try to remember that, yeah, I'm going to have trouble today, but God's mercies are new today. Mm -hmm. Every morning, he gives us what we need for the trouble that we face. And, um, I mean, one practical that I try to do, and, uh, this is, uh, I'm not always great about this, but if I've got something, I've got a calendar on my phone and, uh, outlook calendar for work. If I know I've got something, I will put it in my calendar. It's got a deadline. All right. I'm going to, I don't have time to do it today. I'm going to do it Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I have to actually do it Wednesday. If I don't, then I'm lying to myself. And then that creates a whole nother set of anxieties because mm -hmm. then can I trust my... Anyway, uh, but it's good to be able to just put something off to when I'm going to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, I'm not dealing with it today. And I'll deal with it when I can. Mm -hmm. So this has been a wonderful discussion. I think we've gone through all of that, all the verses here that, that mm -hmm. Jesus has given us to deal with anxiety, to train our thought process. And at the core of it is really an acknowledgement of who God is mm -hmm. and that we can trust him. Yeah. He will take care of all of our needs. The mm -hmm. details of our lives are important to him. He's invested in with us and he will not give us more than we can handle. 
Thank you guys. Thanks. Good stuff. Good stuff.